played the computer game Adventure Capitalist? That's not a thing. That's uh that's not a thing. That's that's it's a not play, a thing. It's a play on the the term venture capitalist. Is it like getting cookies? Do you get a lot of cookies? Uh, in? It is exactly like Cookie Clicker, actually. <laughs> oh my god! It's, are you kidding me? It's, you it's be like an me. idle game where you see you buy a lemonade stand. And then you get enough money to buy another lemonade stand. And then when you buy 25 lemonade stands, you get like a, a two times money bonus. And then you get enough money to buy a newspaper delivery route. And then you get enough money to buy a car wash and then a pizza parlor and then a hockey team and then a movie theater. And, you know, you just keep buying these businesses and... Uh, you know, if if uh, you don't want to wait to buy the next round to get to the next bonus, you can you can get a million dollar loan from your father <laughs> and then claim you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> Topical, political. <laughs> no, I think this is like the best money making scheme ever, and it mm-hmm. is a scheme. Mm-hmm. Let's pull our money together. Oh, absolutely. Pay somebody to build an app for us that's just an idle game, an idle clicking game. Because there are millions of people, at least tens of thousands of people, who do not want, who don't have the patience to wait to buy a hundred lemonade stands. <laughs> so they'll give us money for oh venture God. bucks, adventure capitalist bucks. Oh, God. So that they can buy <laughs> boosts and stuff like that. You know, I'm sitting here like I'm in judgment of you, but um, I only don't play these games because I put a hard stop on my allowance to play these games. I was realizing I was developing some Did problems. Farmville put with, you in the. Uh, uh... It wasn't. It was there was a racing game that I liked um, that was just as dumb as anything you've described, and there was also my my real poison Japanese <laughs> baseball games. Ooh. Those were my issue, and I would spend way too much money on um, collecting uh, power-ups and crazy characters and really sock dingers and and hum that fastball. But the one that finally put me over the top, and I've discussed this on a podcast already (laughs) this week, um, was Marvel (laughs) Spider-Man, which is a... Ah, man. uh, Temple Temple Mm -hmm. Run? Yeah. Temple Run? It's it's that. It's that with (laughs) Spider-Man. And uh, you 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 run and you jump and you fight and then occasionally you get you know other Spider Men from the Spider Man universe who are more powerful than your base level model sure. Spider Man. And I was playing this with two very close friends of mine, and one day I saw their scores, and I was literally furious, <laughs> like not pretend furious. I was livid at the amount of money that I had spent versus the amount of money that they had spent. And their scores were so much higher than mine. Their Superman collection was so much better than mine. How old are you doing I accused them of cheating. This was last year. No, baby, no. (laughs) This was last year. Um, To the point where I accused them of cheating, (laughs) deleted the game from from my phone, and said, I am not allowed to ever play a video game on my phone or tablet Ever again, I cannot handle did this. You, I'm just not did something you say, I'm Did you say, I suspect do. you fine gentlemen might be not playing by the rules, or did you say, y'all N-words cheating? I said y'all <laughs> N-words cheating. I know y'all N-words are cheating. I know that's what y'all are doing. And then I went on a rant about how much better their Spider-Man were, and I said, why in the fuck does every time y'all get a Spider-Man, it's some platinum-level Spider-Man with a cool-ass suit, and I keep getting this nigga with a bag on his head. A motherfucking bag on his head and some busted-ass Daisy Dukes. That's my Spider-Man that I get. But no, y'all got all the Spider-Mans. I said, I hope, I hope y'all lose all your damn points. I hope you'll never beat the Green Goblin again. I hope you don't. <laughs> yeah. So that was the last time I played a video game on my phone. I have, <laughs> I have um, dramatically reduced the lifespan of my laptop by 
downloading an auto clicker and leaving my laptop on overnight. I remember the first time you oh, showed yeah. me that, and I thought that you were just playing a fun, silly <laughs> prank on me. No I said, there's no way that you have an automated mm-hmm. thing for this thing. But then you would turn the automator on, and I would also see you clicking, which I assume meant you were yeah, triple Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, I mean, that's just more clicks. <laughs> oh, I don't understand any of it. Um, but I know that I don't have the constitution to deal with. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. But seriously, though, like I had like a million, and they had like seven and five million. Their multiplier was like fifteen, and I think mine was four. So not only was I having to play harder to get fewer points, I was probably better at the game because of the, the, the as hard as I had That's to work, life, man. You know, n- talent is not distributed equitably and neither is opportunity. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, you could be the most Mm-mm. skilled spider manner in the world, but man, <laughs> I mean, some, some people got rich parents, you know, some Sean, let me ask you this. Ask Would you anything. say you might be the king of England <laughs> or France? You might like to gamble. You might like to dance. You might like to dance, but you're going to have to oh, serve somebody. Yes, indeed. You're gonna have, You're gonna have, have to serve somebody. somebody. It might be the devil, somebody. or it might be a damn Spider-Man. <laughs> but you're gonna have to serve somebody. Oh man, I listened to Desire today. That's a good record. That's just a good <laughs> record. It's so so good. I think at, at any given point in time, save for maybe Mozambique, mm-hmm. that. Each song on there has been my favorite on the record. Um, <clears throat> I don't really mind Mozambique, but that has. Uh, I don't mind it. It's just not. It's just not a standout. Does he also me. have a song called Madagascar? Uh, Acapulco, I know Madagascar doesn't ring a bell, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't. Desire is a very worldly album by Bob Dylan. What is the song that's? Uh, in your eyes, I like two jewels in the sky. One more cup of coffee. That is not One on that record. One more cup of coffee is not that's on, not on oh, that record. Oh, that's on Infidels. No. Yes. Is it? <laughs> I think so. I don't think. It's Are not on sure? Desire. I don't think. Watch me be wrong. I'll listen to it today and watch me be wrong. It I might be on there. on there. Um, there's only nine songs on the record. How could I get any of them wrong? <laughs> Sarah, I know, is on there. I know the, Mozambique's on there. I know oof, Hurricane's oof. on there. I know ISIS is on there. Ooh, yeah. Gabadagula. Pasta Fazoli. Did you know Fazoli's is still an operating tomato pasta chain restaurant? I saw that the other day, and it looked like they had added on to it or something. And I could not. One more cup of coffee is on desire. I stand corrected. But that was what it was going to lead this whole conversation was this was your record before it was mine. Long really? before. Um, you have had some weird talent amongst all the shitty things you do with music. <laughs> your true superpower was being able to find Dylan records that I had heard and had not registered with me. And tell me how good they were and convince me to give them oh, another man. shot. I don't know how you skipped. Like, you skipped all of the building yeah, blocks. For sure. Maybe it's because, it could be because that you kind of started with blood on yeah, the tracks. that definitely helps. So that helps, and that gets you to, you know, 74, 75, which is, is peak Dylan for me. Um, where I started, the first Dylan record I really heard was um, Unplugged. And then I went back to the beginning. And so I had to walk all the way up. Now, I heard Blood on the Tracks probably second. But I was like, okay, I understand I like this. But I got to I gotta go back and I got to work my way up. I don't think we've ever had a conversation really about, you know, fucking Highway 61. No, no. <laughs> or bringing it all think, back home think, or something. We just... I think... Um, <laughs> we just skip I over I think that. 61 was the first... CD, uh, the first Dylan CD, first Dylan record I, I I got into. Um, I have to tell you, not not like not a huge fan of Blonde on Blonde, which feels weird. That, 
I I don't think. Hang on, I gotta take a st- I gotta take a fucking beat on that. I don't buddy. think it's bad. We gotta we gotta we gotta dig I, into this. We gotta figure out what happened but, to you. Who did something? like? I think that there are some very good songs on it. Just like a woman. Uh, I think "Go Your Way" and "I'll Go Mine" is on there. Uh, the Mo- stuck inside Mobile with Memphis Blues again is good. Um, yeah. Yeah, a little song called Visions of Johanna. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good, but it's like, it's like seven minutes long, though. What are you going to do? Sit there for seven minutes and listen to music? Oh my God, every song on Desire is seven minutes long. I know, that's why there's nine songs on it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand by. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the, the weird out there stance um, that Blonde on Blonde is very good. <laughs> Save for Rainy Day Women, which Rainy Day Women is now in the category Maggie's of... Farm. Maggie's Farm, you know, it's it's a little Dylan, it's a little one hundred and one, uh, uh, blowing in the wind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't care to hear them ever I, again. Like it's it's, it's, it's fine. just hippies just that like away. to sing. Everybody must get stoned. Yeah, and that's the thing that everybody. I think that's part of it is everybody misses the and whole. People point of think the song. that it essentially is got to serve yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all it is. <laughs> but people, yeah. and I, I, I would venture that the the most the vast majority of casual Dylan fans think the name of the song is Everybody Must Get Stoned because I know I've downloaded that song. Yeah, and I'm not incorrectly absolutely. labeled on Napster. Absolutely. Or Lime yeah. or Bear Share or whatever the hell. And we know that how you felt mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> and and I don't I don't think that Dylan necessarily wasn't being tongue in cheek with oh, it. I'm course. not suggesting that. But most people never get pay actual attention to the lyrics of what's sure. going on in that song. And it, it really does rile the hippies up during the show. It's just the one time they recognize a song during a Dylan show because there's not a whole lot. you Like, when you go see Dylan, um, for those of you who haven't, everything is arranged dramatically yes. different. It's just, it's, you, you're not going to, if you're not really paying attention, you might hear a, a whole song and not know what the hell it was, and then realize, oh, shit, that was my yeah, favorite yeah, song. Yeah. No, that's happened to me several um, times. But there's not a whole lot you can do to... <laughs> not a whole lot you can do to that to change it. I'll, I'll never forget. Um, it is, by far, without question, the best Dylan show that I have ever seen, and I've seen some of them. Um, but at Municipal in Nashville, and I have a, a tape, or, you know, somebody had taped the show and I eventually got it. But it's, I don't know, it's probably t- the two guys who were taping or just two guys right in front of them. And all night long, they're they're saying, I really hope he plays Visions. <laughs> and they just kept calling it Visions, which was infuriating. Yeah, uh, meaning Visions of Johanna, but that's what they wanted to hear. And then he starts to play it. Um, and this was a time where I was seeing Dylan like every, seemingly six to eight days, I was at a Dylan show. And so I, you know, I knew right off, okay, I know what this is. He goes through the long Larry and Larry Campbell that that band. I fuck it. I'll 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 be on this all night. I just gotta move this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they they play that intro and then he starts into the. the we are returning. That's disgusting. Just like a four hour episode. <laughs> where Matt Hankins just says uh, names. How much I like Larry Campbell. I say names of people that and played with Dylan. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, there's Bucky and <laughs> But he gets through the. It's to the. <laughs> Hop along, might yeah, be Yeah, well, he, he um, I'm he a little concerned. Leg, so it, the rest of his body couldn't be that. He far did for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> My God, and being Asian, I know he smoked oh, like God. a freight train. <laughs> but so he gets into the first verse, and it's ain't it just like tonight to play tricks when you're trying to be so quiet? <laughs> Nothing. You know, sit there standing on the best tonight, and then the guy finally goes, oh, "It's visions, you fucking idiot! <laughs> You've been screaming for this all night long. He's playing the song, and you're halfway through the first verse before you understand." They sound what it like extra, but that is Fargo. the experience. They play visions, either <laughs> or that, really or that do. may have been my terrible Native American uh, accent. Could could have been, or it could have been Dylan's Minnesota cousins had come down. <laughs> But yeah, that was. But you were very good at picking out these. Uh, saying lesser known is probably a bit of a stretch. I don't want to. I don't want to pretend that we're sure. um, some super Dylan heads who <laughs> we're the ones who get typically it. I'm not overlooked. Pretending that. Yeah, typically that's a very good way of putting it. Or, or the records that. Okay, I'm gonna tell one more story, and then we're gonna talk about this fucking record. Um, but they're the kinds of records that this woman 
who I was walking behind leaving the Dylan show a few months ago in Chattanooga. Um, and, you know, he's touring now. The last three records he's put out have been from the American Classic Songbook, and I will be the first to admit that it's not my favorite Triplicate thing. is... And me and you had a conversation. Yeah, none of those things do it for me. Um, I'm not going to say that they're bad. It's just I'm not the guy who's here for that. I don't care about Frank Sinatra songs. It just, I don't care. And me and you had a conversation. Like, ah, you want to see Dylan? I was like, Sean, man, I got to tell you. Yeah. You're not... But you're not going to get it. Now, I can, I'll say this, and I don't mean this as a knock on you, but I play guitar very poorly, <laughs> as many of you have already heard. But I do have an interest in the particulars of the musicianship. Sure. Uh, I just, I pay attention to it. Um, you do not, you know, you're, you're here to hear the songs that you like and the way they'd be played, and that's fine, but you're not, you don't care about what guitar Charlie Sexton's playing, and you don't miss Larry Campbell. My eyes would things. not be locked on a bass guitar I spied. <laughs> Some bass guitar you spied. So, but I can get something out of that because I do think that those, those classic songs that those guys have had to play are very complicated in their arrangement, and they have made that band very tight and very good. Yeah. And uh, so, so I'm behind this lady, and she's leaving the concert, and she says, Now, that gummit, I saw Fleetwood Mac two weeks ago, and they were jamming. He played these songs. I didn't know that gum one of them. <laughs> and I thought I was going to do my pants. <laughs> First of all, I was kind of mad, like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Why didn't you understand? And I was like, dude, we're in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. This lady ain't out here pounding the pavement with, she ain't listening to uh, <laughs> Love yeah. and Theft. That ain't her jam. She, You know what? She was out. She was getting out. She wanted to hear like a yeah. Rolling Stone. She wanted to hear Knocking on Heaven's Door. And she heard a couple of them, just didn't recognize yeah. Oh, yeah. them. <laughs> but her voice and her carrying herself, she was not the typical Dylan fan, just as I'm not. But one of us was very satisfied with what he had seen, and the other one was not having that shit. So these are those, these are songs from, these are the uh, records that those people don't know. They're not in deep yeah, with desire. Exactly. And, um, I mean, I think Street Legal was another one that we, we Ooh. really you beat me. You beat me to it, into. man. You, I listened to that record. I probably listened to that record a dozen times and it never registered. It just so did not click. And it, because it, oh, it's, it may be, oh, it is in my five favorites. Of Dylan or all time? <laughs> is there a difference? <laughs> is there a difference? It's just um, every single... But there's you, not a skippable you, track uh, on you it. You described it best when you said it's a very, it's a very longing record. <laughs> oh, so much longing. Like, literal, uh, figurative, you name it. He does a lot of lying down in, in weedy areas mm-hmm. on that record. <laughs> Um, he kicks a guy in the face, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, when um, the... he can't find that woman tonight, and if he can, though, oh, if I could just find you tonight, goddamn, I love that song so much. <clears throat> but it did not click at all. I remember the day I bought it. I remember buying that at Pegasus Records oh and Tapes in Florence, oh Alabama. Is Pegasus and still in operation? Yeah, just it is mm, not. Sadly, sad. with a, a staple of my youth is gone forever. Long live Iguana Party. Long live Pegasus. Uh, but I remember buying that record, and this was, I was still young. I probably had not, I probably owned at that time uh, a cassette of Bringing It All Back Home, a cassette of Highway 61, um, probably Unplugged, and Time Out of Mind. So I was all over the place. And I cut this thing on, and Changing of the Guard kind of sounds like the Dylan that I knew, but none of the rest of these songs yeah. did. And it just did not set well with me. Now, I knew, I think Sil- Silvio yeah. on that record? No, uh, not Silvio. It's the other one. And the tail of Senor. I knew Senor really from, good. you know, some live stuff. Or, can you tell, um, it, can so you tell me where song. we're headed? Lincoln County Road or Armageddon is one of my favorite or rides of all It's time. one of those two. It is one of those two. <laughs> we're going either to Lincoln County or, Road or Armageddon. Yeah, it's it's uh, painted it's dragon. Really when, <laughs> when like is your love in vain and we better talk this over are the two for me those are the down like the two slowest parts 
of the record for me. Oh, I those are still great songs. <sighs> we better talk this over. We better talk this over. I can sometimes not enjoy as much. Is you're right. You know, you're right. Um, those songs. But I think the problem is, you know, that where are you tonight is yeah. is waiting. I there. think no no time to. It, they're in between. <laughs> they're in between getting there um fucking pony is, pony so is good. man you <laughs> and i so, listened to, to the no entirety of this record on our way you were on your way to atlanta you were not kind enough to drop me off in birmingham at the airport and damn we we rocked pretty damn hard we really got a rock we for, rocked hard i, I, I flew we, back to dc with got... a serious case of rock neck yeah we went hard on that <laughs> I'm getting weary. Oh, looking at my baby's love tends to forget. Come on, but but that stretch, man. That I was looking at that discography today. That's a hell of a stretch sure. in there. Um, during that period, it is a monster of a stretch. Start and and it starts and I guess looking back on it, it's the divorce that sort of breaks him of whatever is he was Sarah? doing. You know, the, the well, uh, blonde don't blonde on blonde guy. Blood on the tracks is the divorce yeah, record. Sure. Um, and after that, he just hits the road with his goons, <laughs> and he takes forty five dudes on tour, and they just go ball out for a goon while. Squad, we're gonna go on tour. <laughs> we got some squad goals here. I will me tell and the you, boys, the Rolling Thunder review. I, I'm gonna paint my face. I will. I will say. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a hat this big. I think. Uh, I think uh, my friend Jeff got me into Highway sixty one originally, but I never gave Bob Dylan a second thought until I met a young man named Matthew Hankins in college. And you, you know, going through some shit with a girl and listening to Blood on the Tracks per your suggestion. <laughs> probably helped me out better than any a, like that... emo fucking dashboard confessional oh, run. Yeah. Oh yeah, could. because it does everything you need it to do. It gets you it it lets you meet, fall in love, break up, fall in love again, and then you're done. You're yeah. out of there. You're you, he gets you, you gotta, back right. You and he even takes you on a little trip to Kansas City. <laughs> and you, and you, have, you get to watch a western in the uh, middle of it. It is, it is as good of a thing as has ever been done. I don't care what anybody says. It is the breakup oh, yeah, record. Sure. I was I was listening the other day to, um, before the flood, which is another record that I had very early, which is Dylan and the band, and you don't get any better yeah. than that. And that record opens with most likely you'll go away, go your way, and I'll go mine. And it really <clears throat> dawned on me at that point. He writes a lot of different kinds of songs. There were the protest songs, and then there's just stone-cold love songs, and then there's, you know, the weird avant-garde shit that he, you know, gets out there sideways on Gates of Eden mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things. But nobody writes the breakup song I will like tell that. you, Idiot Wind is one of the meanest fucking songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's so mean. It's so I... mean. And then the son of a bitch turns the knife <laughs> on himself. <laughs> we're idiots, babe. It's a wonder we can still know how to breathe. I Come can't on. even touch the I books. I can't even touch read. the books you've read. Oh, <laughs> uh, it it is, and and that song hits on that record, and he's you you understand where he's coming. He's just working yeah, through Bob, his shit. I have it right in front of, of everybody. So I can't remember what it's like too. Oh God, is she's? I mean, it, it, he's so mean. He sued Hootie over it, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> I will say, good, you know, good for Hootie, good for Hootie and the Blowfish as well, uh, for pulling a plagiarizing, completely plagiarizing lyric into a single mm-hmm. in '90s college rock, mm-hmm. pop rock, whatever. Mm-hmm. And damn, a very, a very little known, I think, <laughs> Bob Dylan song. This wasn't like, you know, you look at uh, "Blood on the Tracks." You're not, you know. I don't know. I'll be talking out of turn on that, just because I don't. I don't a know. Nine minute meandering. Hate. We missed it. That's right. We missed it all. Clearly, we sure. weren't old enough, and I don't know where Dylan's popularity was then. I'm sure that we kind of tamper it down a little bit, just because there aren't as many Dylan fans around now 
as would have been yeah. right then. And he was not coming off a particularly productive time, I don't think, in his career. Um, it certainly was, you know, after Blonde on Blonde, then really kind of everything is a little topsy-turvy. That was that was the high-water mark of early Dylan, and then whatever happened after that was sort of separating the wheat from the chaff. So I don't know. I don't, it was probably received pretty well because it was a better record than he had made yeah. in a while, but I'm sure he had shoveled off a lot of fans sure. by then. Um, you and I... But that being said, Tangled Up in Blue is a pretty big Tangled single. Tangled Up in Blue. A lot um, of... God, I, probably Shelter from the Storm was a single. Well, it was at least by the time Jerry <laughs> Maguire came around. Man, a lifetime. Would you sign this contract? <laughs> Patton Oswalt tells a story. I forget if it, if it was in one of his Netflix uh, uh, specials or on a podcast or something like that. But he tells a story about on Christmas Day how he and his brother went to go see Jerry Maguire. I don't know if it opened that day or, or whatever. Um, and it was Christmas. The quintessential Christmas, Christmas tale. Day. Um, and, you know, he said, ah, Cameron Crowe has this new movie. And Patton Oswalt's like, okay, fine. I like Cameron Crowe. Like, we'll go see it. And um, he tells the story about how he's, like, looking over at his brother for, like, you know, the two hours, you know, the first two hours of the fucking movie. And his brother is just steaming, like pissed off. He he looks like Cameron Crowe just like slapped his mother in the face. And it gets to the part where like Jerry Maguire like breaks into the the girls' party Renee Zellweger is having. I'm sorry, Dorothy Boyd is having, and and uh, he gives this long speech. And by the time he gets to, we live in a cynical, cynical world. Ben Oswald's brother stands up, screams "fuck you" at the screen, and walks out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! So yeah, so so blood on the tracks follows, um, you know, new morning, which is one of those things when you go back and listen to is really good. It kind of took. Honest, if we're all being honest, Please. it took the Big Lebowski, it took the Cohen brothers and T Bone to kind of dig that one up, yeah, and play the man in me to start that that movie before we all kind of went back and looked. I can't. Um, it follows Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, which not a giant record, but did contain the best two minute song in the history of the world, "Knocking mm-hmm. on Heaven's Door." <laughs> um, so still relevant. Good, good and enough then, for Axl you know, Rose to cover. Planet Waves. Good enough for Axl Rose. So it followed Planet Waves the year before, which, shit, does, am I reading that this went to number, wait a minute, wait a minute, hang on, hang on. Uh, okay, all right, let me uh, state for the record, Blood on the Tracks and Planet Waves both went to number one, so forget everything we just said. <laughs> I don't think I can name you another song that's on New Morning. Uh, I, know it's, I know it's got a dumb, dumb cover. New, uh, new Morning, obviously, is on New... The song New Morning by Bob Dylan was on the New Morning album. <laughs> oh, the closet coming out. <laughs> oh, man. You know, there's one day there's going to be a wiki that really ties all of our... All the podcasts that throw the Flag Network together. <laughs> oh, well, he, he, see, he's referencing uh, uh, episode uh, 14 of Throw the Flag. So, um, back to Desire. Because <laughs> <laughs> we get so much feedback about how we... We, we nod off task on here. Um, I heard, I swear to God, I must have listened to Desire a million times. And I must have fast forwarded past Joey every time. Well, it's like 10 until minutes long. 11 minutes long. Until maybe sometime two or three months ago. And it probably popped up on a, a shuffle or a, a playlist You're or like, something. Skip. <laughs> And I, 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 I said, I'm never going to listen to this 11 minute dirge again. And I can't believe how good it is. I song. can't believe how good it is. Um, it's got the, the, oh my God. When, when Joey goes to rob the register <laughs> or of the clubhouse and um, he just, <laughs> he just yells out, tell him it was crazy, Joe. What a fucking He's lyric. The king of the streets. And man. there's that weird. It's got to be, I guess it's probably an old joke, but Dylan throws it in the middle of the song when the judge t- asks Joey what time it is. And he says 10 to 5, and that's exactly what Jim gets. Come on, dude. Come on. 
this is certainly not the man who's going to write later, <laughs> many years later, and release on 9-11. He's not going to write. Uh, last night in the alley, I heard a pounding on the wall. Must have been Don Pasquale making a 2 a.m. booty call. It's certainly not think, that guy. Do you think the judge and Joey, like, fucking, like, waited for like the set, like until nine fifty five a.m. for the sentencing, like, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to set that He's up. Pacing around backstage, like I got like four minutes of material. Uh, and, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. What if fucking Joey said nine fifty five? It said nine fifty five. Uh, I guess that some bitch would have been doing a lot more time. The in judge jail. is the. <laughs> The judge is the kind of guy who like tries to set up an updog joke and like it it never works. <laughs> hey, you have updog on your shirt, counselor. Uh, judge, you have What's a up, full dog? docket. I I have I am overworked on this caseload. We Can we move on, we please? We can't be monkeying around here. Um, which is you know the judge is a weird is a constant. Uh, character in any dylan song you know you know sean <laughs> tell him it was crazy joe you know you know uh what nothing shocks me more than <laughs> what i'm doing your own what joke am I doing? this is your joke and it's brilliant um when you would just call me or text me and say you know what uh nothing shocks me more than and i'd say what <laughs> You'd say Judge Simpson, <laughs> that old clown. <laughs> oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Together through life is a fantastic record. Um, really, really stuck is. up on us that Man. you just like released it one day mm-hmm. in two thousand nine mm-hmm. or ten. As the same thing happened with me today, I just realized that the new bootleg is out, and it is it's the Jesus oh, era, true. and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, that's gonna <laughs> I mean, be good. Could not be more excited um because hell i mean it's, it's all that jesus stuff which I'm, I'm not kidding and this is gonna sound sappy or whatever but if i cut on slow train coming on a sunday mm-hmm. morning it's like going to church like i, I get all the church in i was yeah. driving back from somewhere last week and it was sunday morning I was like well guess i'm gonna go to <laughs> church and you know it is a religious experience. It has all the things I need. It's Dylan. It was recorded in Muscle Shoals. Mark Knopfler's playing guitar. That's as close to heaven as I might ever get. <laughs> um, but you know, saved again. That was Muscle Shoals. That's a great record. And Shot of Love is sneaky yeah. good too. Um, it, it's not as strong as the other two throughout. But the song Shot of Love. If the song Shot of Love had turned up. On Slow Train, I'm here to tell you everybody would think that's their favorite Dylan record. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I need to give Shot of Love. I actually bought Shot of Love on, on vinyl uh, two weeks ago, and I need to, need to give that another listen. I think I've got it around here somewhere, Can, too. Um, this, this is a, a little bit unrelated. Um, I think that, speaking of, like, the super long songs... <laughs> I had a real problem with them, especially when I was in high school, um, because I remember falling in love with the Wallflowers related, uh, the Wallflowers uh, bringing down the horse. A little tidbit, <laughs> that little is tidbit. a tidbit. I own every, I own every Wallflower. Do you have record. the nine track, very very first record that came before bringing down the horse? I have every Wallflowers record except for this weird thing Sean just mentioned. Because <laughs> I remember, so I was in love with this band, and when I found out, I think from a Columbia House catalog, that I saved for some reason. <laughs> you, you didn't just throw them away. You got one a month. I saved them for some fucking reason. And, um... Oh, dude, that was in issue six. <laughs> no, no, uh, Richard Richard Marks was on the cover. He was the tape of the week that um, month. I remember like seeing that they had a another uh, another record before then, and it came out. Um, you know, God, I can't even remember when Bringing Down the Horse came out. Um, Ninety six. Ninety six. They came out with a self titled album in nineteen ninety two. I've never even heard of this. It record. has oh, it has twelve songs on it, huh? I could I could have so, so commonly known as a record. <laughs> um, and I just remember, like, I don't know. I think I remember hating it because it specifically had a, like a seven minute song and an eight minute song on it. And I'm like, I can't listen to this whole thing. Um, y- years later, I remember going to uh, like picking up 
Oasis's, uh, I think, Standing on the Shoulder of Giants. Um, or no, uh, Be Here Now, which I think is the album that came out after What's the Story, Morning Glory. Our executive producer, Cassie Readmore, 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 is probably pulling her hair out because I'm getting so many things wrong about Oasis. Oh, God, I can't even imagine... <laughs> Can't even imagine what but, she's saying about your <laughs> <laughs> mistreatment of Oasis. But Be Here Now starts off with, uh, do you know what I mean? Which was a single, but for but for some reason, on the, on the record, there is like uh, 90 seconds of helicopter sounds before the song actually starts. And then the song... Yeah, because British. The- British love a helicopter sound, dude. They love it. It's one of their favorite the sounds. the song has like a two-minute instrumental intro and i'm like god that nothing got under my skin more than like people not singing right off the bat in a song yeah i'm with you i'm with you i will i have i have uh become better about it but i used to have a strong hard no almond brother policy (laughs) because they took a while to get going then they'd get going then they'd take a while to get back going (laughs) <laughs> anytime i'd see the mighty iguana party <laughs> start playing it i'd hold up a six which meant you get six <laughs> minutes to get all your shit in get it in get it out because i'm not here for 14 minutes of whipping post i'm better now i think it's something in georgia water maybe, maybe. um that just and man i gotta tell you so i'm gonna make a weird oh, confession God. that very calvin few johnson know. Cur- uh confession i haven't even told <laughs> I haven't told you even this yet. So I'm listening to Bennington on the way to Chattanooga last week. And um, uh, I'm going to, his name is Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive. I can't remember his first name. Randy, Randy Bachman is talking about his um, George Harrison cover album that he's doing. And I'm listening to it and, you know, he's, Typical musician interview, he's talking some very technical, specific stuff, and I'm like, man, I kind of want to hear some of these George Harrison songs. So I was like, all right, I'll pull up a couple. And then that leads me down this Beatles trap, which, mm-hmm. folks, does not happen no. to me. I do not listen do to not the, like Beatles. the Beatles. I cannot listen to the Beatles. I have tried on numerous occasions. I've even had Sean procure me. That's not right. Is that right? I... Is that what a what a curator does? Does a curator procure they they curate they do? <laughs> curate. I've had Sean curate me a list that I have procured from the internet <laughs> of, of the cure of like choice cuts. He knows me very well. He'll know what I'll like and what I'll not like. I'm like, give it to me. Give me the choice cuts, and it just it still didn't stick. But fucking Helter Skelter oh, yeah. came on, and I'm losing yeah. my shit. Like, this, I'm, I'm jamming my ass off. I'm jamming good. And then um, I get, I'm, when you're on the road, I don't know how everybody else does it, but I can feel it. When the moment has passed, I'm like, okay, I got to get out of this. I was like, how do I want to get out of this? And so I turned on the Wilson Pickett Muscle Shoals recorded version of Hey Jude. And somewhere around three minutes and 20 seconds, Something happens and the world changes. Like in that moment, the actual musical world changes. And and a lot of people credit that for being the birth of Southern rock. But they, they reach the crescendo of the na-na-nas. Otis does, uh, uh, is it Wilson, Wilson Pickett? No, no, Otis Redding, Wilson Pickett. Wilson Pickett. Wilson Pickett does this scream and then Allman starts playing this solo and I don't know that there's a better 15 seconds of music that's ever been recorded. I was like, I got to get out of this now <laughs> so I can just ride this high. And next time I think about the Beatles, it will be yeah. this memory and not how shitty Paul McCartney is at bass. That will be the memory that I'll have the next time. <laughs> it's it's really difficult because like, uh, hey, hey, Bulldog is is a, I think is a really good song. And my I think my love for the Beatles have has kind of waned in. I'll in do the, that to people. In the I will take that from you. I'll do it. I will nitpick people. Even Barry Billings had to confess to me the last time I saw him. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to the Beatles quite as much after I started messing with you and Jason. I really started paying attention to lyrics. I'm like, yeah, we'll yeah, do that to you. It's, we will. We will take from you what you love. That's there, what we're here to do. There are. It. It, it is. It is kind of difficult because, um, you know, and uh, you and I also. 
very rarely do we separate <laughs> the people and the music. Like, um, it's uh, John John Lennon's not a likable guy. <laughs> He's actually no, a pretty, I don't pretty yeah. fucking awful person. Sure. Paul McCartney. It's easy to feel sorry for. He's a goofy son of a bitch. Goofy bastard and will not get out of the way with the bass playing. <laughs> Won't get out of the way. Just move. Move it along. You're a rhythm player. Why are you doing so many runs? Just stop. Let somebody else have a fucking moment. Um, I think uh, some of the songs on Abbey Road are fantastic. But that's like really the George Harrison hour. Um, mm-hmm. And... God damn, George Harrison's uh, solo, I Got My Mind Set On You. Fucking fantastic. I love that song. I, it's, I it, would, is, it is one of my earliest favorite I would, songs. Um, I forget if I've said this before on one of our shows, but I would ask my mother to... I had like a cassette recorder, like a tape deck, <laughs> um, and I would ask my mom, Mom, leave VH1 on the TV all day. I'm at, like my dad was taking me to school. Whenever, if you notice George Harrison's I Got My Mind Set on You, I don't care at any point in the song, hit record. <laughs> hit it, baby. I'm going to piece together and I just track. imagine my mom going, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Like, giving me the finger Whatever. after I close the door. <laughs> I hate that fucking he's got. He's on the spectrum. He's on the spectrum. We don't even know what that is yet, but he's on it. Uh, <laughs> There must be something in that song, though, Sean, that drives kids crazy Fantastic. because the, vi- the videos. I didn't know. Really. I didn't know. I didn't know what a George Harrison was. Like I remember being shocked to find out that you know I knew that song when I was a kid, and then I didn't think about it for years and years and years. Like, man, what was that song? And then realizing it was George Harrison, and then finding the song. Like, wait a minute, he was a yeah, Beatle. Man. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is what is going on but man i love that stupid song i asked my mom um, to tape that and i want to dance with somebody by whitney houston not by david byrne yet. not yet that would baby come later. not yet <laughs> um, but that you know and that hair honestly that that harrison track was we didn't know it then but was that happening during traveling wheelberries was it like the precursor to? Because that's the, that is that George Harrison who was in the Traveling yeah, Wilburys. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that's a good question. I forget when his. I don't. You know, I couldn't even tell you if he made multiple solo records. Um, I can't even name another oh, multiple. Yes, he had several solo records. Maybe the giant three disc things. All things must pass. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Krishna, they got him oh, sued. <laughs> he he did some stuff. He did a lot of stuff. I'm going to say it. Sexiest Beatle. Stuff. Hands down. I don't think it's sexiest even close. Beetle. I don't think it's Maybe even close. Maybe not during his mustache phase, um, but Sexiest Beatle. Well, he was, you know, Lennon was married pretty young, uh, as was McCartney. He was the coxman of that band. <laughs> Have He throwed that D and had a bitch bad enough to get Layla written yeah, for. Man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Have you seen um, rock rock and roll circus, rock and roll carnival? <laughs> rock and roll circus. <laughs> Is that the name of it? The, the Rolling Stones thing. Oh my god! Yes, that's what I was gonna say, dude. Stop it, people! Stop it now! I've never wanted you to shut up more in my life. Um, in so the the, the rock and roll circus was a a like hour long, two hour long produced concert film by the Rolling Stones to produce one of their records. One, I think a a lesser known record. Um, and they had John Lennon's, what was John Lennon's band's name? Like Mac daddy, the dirty, the dirty Mac, the dirty Mac. (laughs) Um, Rock and Roll Carnival. It was John Lennon and it was John Lennon and Paul McCartney doing Jump by Criss Cross <laughs> as Mac Daddy and Daddy Mac. You could get the finger, the middle. So just uh, we'll, we'll just to clear up a, a little factoid. Uh, got my mind set on you was eighty seven. Uh, Handle with care eighty eight. So yeah, yes, so right there. Um, so John Lennon uh, has this band, the the Dirty Mac, 
and it's a traditional band backing him with Yoko Ono and a classically trained uh, trumpet player, I believe. Why not? And why not? In like towards the end of the song, as it's like jamming like out of the song, Yoko Ono is just screeching into the microphone. And this is mm-hmm. not like a misogynist mm-hmm. thing to say, like, oh my god, she was so shrill. She's literally just screeching like a banshee into it. She was I was doing a pretty yeah, a very good impression. Good, a very good impression. <laughs> and the the trumpet player is just like kind of like like fuck, dude, that's right in my ear. Like and he's and he's half laughing. It's it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Um I'm going to say something Please. crass here, so gang, get ready to plug trigger, your trigger, ears up. Trigger warning. I don't know what Yoko must have been like, but she must have been something. In the sack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to hang around? Um, well, just, I mean, like, the spell that she cast on that man. And I, again, I don't mean this bizarre. as, I don't even mean that as yeah. a negative. I don't mean it as a negative. I'm just saying, there must have been something in the way. <laughs> but there had to be. There had to be. Which I mean she did have a she did kind of ooze this vibe of like she'd really do some do something strange for a little piece of change. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> the rolling st- I mean it was kind of like she'd be freaking and deacon and you know that that tender roll would be peaking. <laughs> freak, freak, shouty. Let it, didn't Oh, my now. God. Rock and roll, rock and roll circus <clears throat> was, um, Mick Jagger hated it so much that he, like, locked it away <laughs> for 20 years. Because there was a screaming agent <laughs> at the end of it before he even played you, a fucking note? You, you have to... <laughs> he hadn't even taken the stage yet? It's, um... It gets to so the the Rolling Stones play at the end and they there was such they filmed it over like eighteen hours but they started at like three p.m. and it took so long to get um to get like the the equipment on and off like stages whenever they they switched out and act that like everybody was just like exhausted at the end of it and it was you know six a.m. by the time the the Rolling Stones finally played <laughs> and you can notice <laughs> that the very oddly dressed hippies in the uh, in the audience are like so out of juice. And by the time Mick Jagger gets up, there's a couple that are, that are like dancing and jumping around. And one of them is Mick Jagger, but God, Brian Jones is well past his sell by date. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's like the last uh, his last appearance before he he died. Um, it's 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 interesting to watch, but. By no means is it an entertaining. You you don't watch it for the music. So speaking of long, drawn out stories about the rock and roll, uh, contra- controversial um, songs and pieces of music, I'm a big fan of the band Titus Andronicus. Um, you know they put out the Monitor several years ago, and it is it's one of the it's one of my favorite records ever. Period exclamation point you name it um but you know they're they're a hard band to get into because it is very heavy loud fast um patrick stickle's voice is certainly not going to be for everybody the subject matter is often really really dark and depressing but there's a biting humor and wit underneath it blah 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 whatever they just put out a new record and every song is at least six minutes long (laughs) at least at least Bare minimum. I'm not even. I'm not even suggesting that you. I just. I know that you mm. would hate this. Um, but there is a cover, if you will, of Dylan's "Like a Rolling Stone" called "I'm Like a mm-hmm. Rolling Stone," which features Patrick Stickles doing two things that a really entertain me, and b make me furious that I didn't come <laughs> up with, which is just. Changing every time Dylan says you to I. (laughs) And like changing the chorus to I know how it feels to be on my own. Um, I'm a Rolling Stone. So he does that. And again, this is nine minutes long. So there you go. And at the end of the song, 
he just starts naming all of the Rolling Stones <laughs> and saying, I feel like Mick Jagger. I feel like Keith Richards. I feel like Bill Wyman. <laughs> I feel like Charlie Watts. And he, and he goes on to name the current Stones, any Stones that had played with them <laughs> in the past. And he's got background singers, and I can't get over how much I enjoy it. It is the kind of thing that at one time in my life, I would have been furious about. Like, how dare you take this sacred piece of music sure. and put your jersey filth all over it? But now I'm just like, nope, I get it. This dude loves this song as much as I do. He loves it more than I do because he took nine minutes of his record and paid whatever fee he had to pay to get it to put it on this record. So, yeah, I'm here with it. But, yeah, check that out just for that. It reminds me of another long thing that we discussed the other night. It was just Tim Heidecker's 16-minute song called Bob Dylan's Titanic, which which is a very good uh, parody, I guess you'd say. Um of Dylan's it's Tempest, so weird. which is a 14-minute song. I mean, Tempest is so weird. Tempest as a record is weird. Temp- um, I love it, but it's Tempest very strange. Is, wait, is the... What is the song? What is the Bob Dylan song? Is it Tempest? It's okay. also Tempest. Yeah, Tempest yeah. is a, a oh, yeah, the song, Tempest, song the Tempest, on Tempest, Tempest, Tempest. That is... It's, it, it's very bizarre because the, <laughs> you think that Bob Dylan is singing about the Titanic and it's just one of his like black diamond Bay type narratives, but Mm -hmm. he refers to like Jack and Rose or no, he refers to, he says Leo. (laughs) It's Leo. Leo took his sketchbook. So Leo's drawing. He's not singing about the actual events. He's singing Uh -uh. about the movie. He's singing about, but he's not, but he's not using the character names. Mm-mm. The actor's and name. Kate Winslet took her shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Zane was wearing tuxedos. <laughs> Zane steps on the camera. He's mean for no real reason. Kind of took me out of it. James Cameron, what were you thinking? <laughs> you think that's <laughs> good, you, buddy. You, you did a good job. Too. Well, Tim Heidecker does that for 16 minutes. <laughs> and, but he really does lock into, he, he did the thing that most people do in a Dylan impression don't do, which is pick a Dylan that's not traditional, like young Dylan. Like, mine was in the beat. It's not yeah. that Dylan. He picks 75 Dylan, and he does a lot of things that are very specific to that time frame. And it's just really good, but it's called Bob Dylan's Titanic by it, Tim Heidecker of... Tim Heidecker, Tim and Eric, who's you know famous for doing some pretty you know weird avant-garde, whatever you want to call it, out there comedy. Um, but I mean, he just he did that. He did a a Super Bowl song. <laughs> Run it up. That was that was if Bob Dylan like completely sold out and and uh, uh, produced a song for the Super Bowl. He did a third one, but I can't remember what it is. I can't remember the third one is, but the Super Bowl song is pretty good. good. Tim Heidecker. We're just running now. Have you ever seen the, uh, God, what is it called? Comedy? What is the movie he did that's like so fucking. The Billion Dollar Comedy? No, 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 no. He did this. He did this weird movie that's kind of a drama. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. No, I have not seen it, but I I, I watched it and I'm like, yeah. I'm, it's called The Comedy, 2012. And yeah, it's, yes. he's yes. just like a guy, like a, a guy with rich parents doesn't have to, you know, deal with money. And they just, they go around town being mean to people. They're just mean. They just go around he, being like, mean. He starts and... making out with a girl on a boat and she has a seizure and he just watches her. And then she stops having a seizure and then they like go their separate ways it's it's so weird it's such a weird fucking movie and i don't get it well he does that thing of play it so straight that i don't know if he's playing it yeah, straight or not exactly i think he's actually a fantastic a, a great actor he's yeah like i don't like, i get confused like when he released the hot and wood record i bought it because i was super into tim and eric and i'm like this is gonna be fucking hilarious and it's not hilarious. It's not bad. I mean, it's it's essentially a, a Steely Dan record <laughs> if you get right down to it. Um, but 
he I'm like, okay, is am I supposed to just enjoy this on its musical merit? Is there am I supposed to find it funny because he's doing this very I don't know. I get confused Tell me what by to it. Feel. Tell me what to feel. Just I tell you what, release this, put it in a certain section yeah, of the exactly. record store so that I know what I'm getting. And if I'm not supposed to laugh at it, I won't. But if I'm supposed to laugh at it, I feel like I, I want to. Do. I want to do whatever you want me to do, Tim. <laughs> he did do a, uh, I think he did like a, an album about Donald Trump last year. Yeah. He did. Uh, he I did do that. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I listened to, again, it was the same thing. Like, is this a send up? But the first song is like Nuclear War, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not here for this if it's serious. <laughs> this isn't something I'd listen to. I'm Tim. I'm not coming. And to So you, you for need to tell music. me, is there a joke coming? I'm not. I'm not. It's fine. You make it. You do it. But I'm it's not like here for people that. who listen to um, weird. There's Al, other places like, I can go, on, like musicianship. I don't know what to tell you because I'm not going to sit here and participate. In I'm not. I'm not bashing him. I'm saying any people. People shape aren't like or form. Oh, this is a really great like. T- Weird Al's not going to win a Grammy for something that's not like novelty and shit. <laughs> well, he's not going to make that. He, you're not going to find. What if Weird Al Weird came Al out with just like, like a straight up? Where he's just like, all right, guys, let's get serious. What, what if oh it was God, like fucking amazing? Imagine? Why have you not been doing this? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. He's clearly a great songwriter. You don't come up with this shit without being very. As a matter of fact, as a person yeah, who eat it, eat it has a podcast hope. where he has to like make. All right, if, if that's what we want to do, <laughs> if we want to say that, if we want to say that eat it is bad, like a and, surgeon, uh, living he's just rhyming Loka. words. <laughs> I don't know why I'm attacking Weird Al. I Look love here, Weird Al. Buddy. I don't know. I, you just told me you didn't want to attack Weird Al. I told you what I'm not attacking Weird Al. Um, but but accordions like, are for bitches. Fucking and his hair is stupid. <laughs> you hear me, Weird Al? You hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? Well, there goes our chance at getting <laughs> making the big. He's on time. tour. He's on tour. <laughs> Renowned Weird Al haters. That's disgusting. From the Throw the Flag <laughs> Network. Anti-Semites. <laughs> probably. Question mark. <laughs> Never punched down. <laughs> <laughs> punching up, punching up, gotta punch up. But that shit is hard to do, man. As a person who who has to take your <laughs> shitty poems and try to make cool songs out of them, that's hard to do. <laughs> I think it's. I think you're doing a great job. Well, here's the deal with Weird Al. If and I, I know you, you weren't attacking him, but but um, if it was easy to do what he would, what he does, there'd be another one. Fucking crazy Dan would have broke by now. Um, Looney Larry would be out there. But there's not because that shit is hard. And there was a time in this country that every morning zoo radio show had one of those dudes on staff. And it always is terrible. It is always bad. Um, And he does a pretty good live show, too. I I remember when uh, um, WZYP, the top 40 radio station here in Huntsville, um, played... Gang, I know exactly what you're Amish Paradise, Amish for two hours straight without <laughs> commercial interruption. Shawnee, I'm here to tell you, I think it was more than two hours. <laughs> on April on uh, April Fool's Day. I mean, they just let it ride. They let that son of a bitch go, and they pumped it all the way up. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, somehow, we've almost gotten through an hour of this and not talked about the one thing I really wanted to talk about, which was the soldier. And the tiny man. I think <laughs> in Black Diamond Bay. In Black Diamond Bay. Um, what, what I think we should do is get through this, and then if you still if you still feel like discussing, we we can hammer out two apps because I I don't know how 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 long people are gonna listen to to us go on after an hour. I don't know why they wouldn't be what listening to What the fuck else me. you got to do? I don't know what anybody wants to get else out you got to do? What, what are you, some do weird you owl type of motherfucker? <laughs> why don't you pour some whiskey in a Game of Thrones glass, get your e-cig, <laughs> and sit down and just go on this journey oh, with us. That sounds Just go delightful. on a journey delightful. with us. Just go on a dark Black journey Diamond with Bay, us. Black Diamond Bay, I think like that I old listened wrestling to in 2011, uh, every day walking to work. For about a year. 
I can tell you that I'd never paid any attention to that song until you said, hey, have you ever paid attention to Black Diamond Band? I was like, I can't let this song be <laughs> one up on me. Got to go get expert credit on that. God damn. Um, all right. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Your homework assignments are thusly. Find Rock and Roll Circus for that screaming <laughs> Yoko. Go listen to something by Tim Heidecker, preferably Bob Dylan's Titanic, and listen to Black Diamond Bay a lot over and over again. And kiss a midget. Thank you. This has been That's Discussing. <laughs> <laughs>